This is episode 43 of the Passion Minded Mom podcast. You are listening to the Passion Minded Mom podcast for business-driven moms who actually want to talk about the stuff that matters. I'm your host, Kate Ruder, business coach and marketing strategist, and together we'll expose the truth behind balancing work while raising a family and have real conversations about what works well and what doesn't serve us. We'll discuss all things marketing, mindset, and wellness, plus taboo topics like money, guilty pleasures, and intimacy. For the nitty-gritty of entrepreneurial success as a mom, you have come to the right place. Hey, mamas. I hope you are all doing well as we head straight into the holidays. Whatever you are celebrating, happy holidays to you. And I'm sure so many of you out there are simply celebrating that you have survived 2020. Okay, I'm wishing you all the ability to feel gratitude for what you have right now and excitement for what is to come. And today, I want to talk about the challenge of staying focused on those plans you have, those goals, so that they don't get derailed as we move through your holiday plans. It is so easy to get wrapped up and distracted with all of the holiday prep, right? But none of us want January to show up and leave us feeling already behind. Like we've taken three steps back. You all know that feeling. You ate too much, you drank too much, or you experienced more than the share of drama that you'd like to. So let's talk about how to prevent this from happening. If you'd like to take the remaining days this year and get a head start instead of being one that falls behind, this episode is for you. Today, I'm going to walk through three important steps to ensure that you don't get carried away with the holiday fun so much so that you derail those plans for 2021. And if you follow these steps, it will ensure that you have a head start on the new year to grow that business of yours. Now, I know you're saying, but it would be so nice to take a break. This year has been so hard. Don't we deserve a break? In these steps, I will also cover how to do this and still get your downtime without it being destructive to your goals. You guys know I'm all about ensuring that we make time to take care of this CEO herself. So this isn't about ignoring plans for you or for family or self-care in favor of your business. In fact, step one is about doing the opposite. So let's dive in. Step one is deciding in advance how you want to commit your time through the end of the year. The portion of our brain that is developed for executive functioning and houses our capacity for intuition, imagination, and insight is called the prefrontal cortex. It's also what we use to plan in advance. It's the part of the brain that decides what you plan to buy when you go shopping for gifts or even just grocery shopping. It's the part of your brain that makes a list so you don't miss anything. It's like a muscle of good intention. Now, other areas of your brain, which are also referred to as the primitive brain or reptilian brain, rule our impulse and fight-or-flight response as well as other behaviors. 
It's the toddler part of our brain that spends way more at Target than we planned. So this first step is about exercising the muscle of good intention in your brain. What is it you want to achieve in the next couple of weeks and actually map it out? How much time do you want to spend with family or prepping for the holidays or on your business? Decide in advance and put it all into your calendar. Don't forget to schedule in time for yourself. And I actually recommend you start first with the blocks of time for yourself, then your family, then holiday planning and prep, and then your business and in that order. Essentially, put yourself first and then slot in all of the other things that are also important to you from there until the calendar is full. And yes, you can put blocks of free time or leisure time in there too. The goal here is just to plan it all in advance using the part of your brain that has the good intentions. Now, since business and marketing is my specialty, I help clients do this so they know exactly how much time they're going to spend on networking or creating content or planning the next launch in quarter one of next year. This is some of the most fun that we have together when we're working one-on-one because we're looking ahead and we're allowing their imagination and creativity to soar as we outline what they want to achieve in advance. So have fun with it. We have two weeks left in this year if you're listening on the day this is released. And guess what? That is enough time to begin developing a new habit. So now is a perfect time to get started in the habit of planning your schedule in advance in this way. I've mentioned it before, but if you want some more great reading on integrating new habits like this one into your routine, check out this book by James Cleary. It's called Atomic Habits. I'll drop the link in the show notes. It'll give you all the scientific reasoning and lots more justification as to why and how this is possible for you. Step two. This part is the first place my clients may begin to struggle. So first, know that this takes some practice, but also understand that I'm going to map out exactly how to get you started here today. And because this takes practice, it's great to begin jumping into this work now so you can be a few steps ahead come January. So let's just check in. You've set your intentions and you've put things onto your calendar from step one, right? If you haven't done that yet, it needs to happen as soon as possible, like tonight. So decide right now when you're going to pull out your planner and go to work on that. If you can do it right now, Stop what you're doing, pause this, and come back once you're done. Go day by day, hour by hour, and exercise that accountability. Nothing's going to move forward, ladies, if we don't take action and take the next step right now. So, once you've done that, or you've decided step one is happening today, let's talk about step two. This is the part where we follow through on our plans and implement what's actually on there. That's it. That's step two. Do the things on the calendar. 
and I'm being serious here, this is not as easy as it sounds. In practice, this is where that primitive toddler brain of yours shows up. So many of us take the first step, but then when it comes time to actually do the thing that we have on the calendar, what happens? We struggle to do it. We don't feel like it. We aren't in the mood. We feel stuck. We don't know where to start. We have a little tantrum about what's on the calendar and we want to do everything else but that. We make all of the excuses. I know you guys have experienced this. Our brain will give us all kinds of reasons why we might need to do something else in that moment. This is where it also loves to direct us to distractions like scrolling on Facebook or housework, laundry, texting, checking email, or snacking. This is the first place so many of us will start to fall off of this process. It can feel almost impossible in that moment to show up and stay committed to what we planned, especially for the things that we've been putting off for some time or the things that are just new to us. So here's where it is important that you show your toddler brain who is boss and step into the CEO role and actually do the thing. If you're skeptical and this sounds silly to you, I invite you to try this. Just try it for the next week. Do the calendar and then do the task. Every single one of them. And if they seem too big when you get there, then you need to be breaking them down into smaller steps and put them in the calendar that way. Then go to work on doing them. This will take some practice. It sounds easy, but it feels a lot harder in the moment. Which brings me to the final step. And this one is critical not to leave out. So while step one was about establishing the plan... And step two is about committing to the plan. This final step is what to do when you are in the moment when you are not wanting to follow through. What the heck are you supposed to do in that moment when it feels impossible? You've put on the calendar to write the email for the business or do a social media post or create content for the website or blog or start learning bookkeeping. Maybe it's to make offers or fill your calendar with sales calls. Or maybe it's just to start wrapping the gifts for the family. Or doing something for yourself, like taking a walk. Whatever it is, there are going to be tons of excuses your brain might have to not do that in that moment. It will think of all the other things that you can do instead of the thing on the calendar. Your toddler brain doesn't want to do what your executive brain has committed to. You feel stuck. So when this all happens, this is what you do. You're going to grab a piece of paper and notice what you're feeling. Notice the resistance and that urge to distract yourself with something else. Take a moment and just tune into your body. What does it feel right now? Why do you not want to do this? Keep a notepad handy and write some of these ideas and thoughts that come to mind that feel like obstacles for you. See if you can zero in on what is truly getting in your way in that moment. 
Although you may think this doesn't sound like productive work, it is critical to this process of productivity. And with practice, it will actually make you the most productive as you possibly can be. It's simple how this works, but we all want to complicate it. So much of the reason us humans don't achieve the things we desire is because we aren't willing to process the feelings that come along with overcoming these hurdles. Not knowing how to process the mind drama is what keeps us stuck. Let the feelings be there. Just notice what's happening for you. Your brain feels like there's a threat. It's just a feeling. So when you can practice taking a moment to observe and name and process the feelings that happen when that resistance comes up, you will be one step ahead of those who are constantly distracted by everything else. And us moms are so guilty of this, right? When we have others asking for our help left and right. And we have all heard of shiny object syndrome and the rabbit hole that is social media. You get sucked in and before you know it, it's time to get the kids or get dinner ready and that thing on your list isn't getting done. But you're too tired to work on it after the kids go to bed. It's an exhausting cycle. So let's get you out of it. Grab that pen and start getting curious about what is happening for you in those moments. And here is a bonus tip to get you a little more excited. If you're able to do these three steps and you move through these feelings, write them down and process the urge to distract yourself and you still complete your task, I want you to celebrate and log that success. I want you to keep track of it. You can create a log of check marks or a list of the wins, or even create a system to reward yourself visually. Make it fun. When you are able to overcome the desire to distract yourself with something else and actually stick to your plan, you'll be able to see your progress. And when you see it visually, it can help reinforce the work. If you want to know how I use this exact process with my clients and feel like you are ready for more one-on-one help from me, Let's do a deep dive and see what's getting in your way. Schedule a free mini session with me and I will help you uncover exactly where the missing link is for you. Remember, if you sign up for one-on-one coaching before year end, you will get my Getting Started with Facebook Ads Masterclass for free. Let's do this and let's get a head start on the new year, mamas. Have a great week and happy holidays. Happy holidays.